Welcome to the Straight Red Podcast. The football show made by the common man for the common man. For the common man. With weekly guests, your host, Josh Lipshot, will break down the big issues. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Straight Red Pod, the show bringing you spicy takes worthy of a straight red. I'm your host, Josh Lipshot, and we have another special episode in store tonight with two mates joining me on the pod in Yoa Fisher and Josh Pianco. Lads, how are we going? Good, Feeling good. You. Feeling good. Thank you so much for having us. Very Ple- excited to be here. Pleasure as always having you on. Um, we've got a really interesting pod in store today um, as we cover all things State League. I have recruited you both as experts in the field, Yoz as a referee and JP as a player himself. Um, so today we're going to be covering uh, yeah, mostly the state leagues and also some of the key storylines and takes from the weekend's prem action. We did see uh, Liverpool slip up, we saw City stroll to another win, Spurs, Chelsea, there's a lot of talking points. Pinks is a Spurs fan, I'm a Chelsea fan. Could get interesting, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Usually, obviously, to introduce my guests, I ask a couple of questions for a bit of a laugh, but given I've handpicked you both today to give a, bit of a unique insight into, I guess, the semi-professional arguably professional football world. Um, I think a good place to start might be, um, as always, listening, letting our listeners know your team of support. Um, but also, I guess, the best memory you both have had being a part of the state system um, and beyond, if you if one does immediately spring to mind. Yaz? Um, all right, well, unfortunately, I've got to say that I support Manchester United. <laughs> unfortunately, and there is going to be a whole segment on United today. I'm sorry to report. I'd rather, I'd rather pass on that, but I completely understand why. Um, yeah, Manchester United. And with regards to my favourite memory in the State Leagues, um, I guess as a referee, <coughs> I obviously played and I, was, I, loved, I loved that time up until the age of 15. Um, but since then, obviously, I've been refereeing, and I probably have to say that uh, the best memory would probably be this early this year when I got appointed my first um, NPL middle um, between South Melbourne and Hume, unbelievable at uh, Lakeside. So that was uh, probably pretty exciting, and probably I guess the highlight. Yeah, amazing. And why we really nervous going in? And absolutely, it absolutely, De- there's a different. Down. Different ball game when it comes. To, I've done MPL two and three, yeah. obviously for a while, but MPL is just a level above. Yeah. And um, at Lakeside, at South Melbourne's home is always very special and large. Um, and yeah, definitely the nerves were were firing the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the game was a blowout, but that um, that obviously helped ease my nerves a little bit as well. Were there any particular calls in that game that that you thought are oh, shit here we go it's 50 50 or you back yourself in 100 percent the whole time always back yourself 100 percent. you have to have ref's to. never wrong ref is never wrong correct and in terms of your preparation for that game going in was it just treated like any other game or was there a particular um is there a routine you follow for every game is it something that you know you changed up because it was so big or yeah um, i guess i've just spent um quite a bit more research throughout the week um researching into the teams um, we're lucky with the MPL that they record the games so there's yeah. the full games and there's highlight packages so um, I'm able to watch them and understand that um, a bit more and get a look at the players and the way they play um, 
but yeah, for that game, obviously, I spent a bit more time than normal. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Pink's obviously coming to you now, but even though I did mention that you are a Spurs fan, um, why don't you talk me through uh, some a moment that sticks out to you from your experience playing in the state system, if you have one? Come on, you Spurs. Um, before I get into that, I just wanted to say that I remember about two months ago when you came up to me and said you're going to start a soccer podcast, and I thought, that's awesome, and I hope you do it, and kudos to you because I've loved the first three episodes. Thank you. It's fantastic. Um, and I'm offended and also honoured to be here <laughs> at only the fourth episode. <laughs> only took a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a memory that sticks out to me. Um, so I've been playing a long time. I came across the soccer when I was 15 after moving from footy. Uh, it got a bit scary at under foot, under 15s for me and Christian Salem towed us up in two grand finals in a row with Ajax. Time so to retire. After time that. to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Move across to soccer, a bit more safe. Um, and I was at Maccabi, North Caulfield for all of my juniors and then um, and up until I was about 22 and then came to Scotch, just a few things about Maccabi and I wanted more time in the seniors mainly. Um, and I've loved my time at Scotch. Um, a memory that sticks out to me is scoring my first seniors goal, which only happened this year. Yeah. And it was against Maccabi. Um, <laughs> we won that game 4-3. I've scored a few goals since then, but um, yeah, that one sticks out. It was a special moment I've waited a long time for. Enormous. Obviously, this weekend is um, a massive week for the club. Do you want to talk us through, exactly, <laughs> and to the listeners as well, about... <laughs> What's exactly happening at Scotch at the moment? Yeah, you got me on a good week. I've actually got a full schedule this week on radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so four weeks ago, we were in seventh place on the table. Yep. The top two teams get promoted. Scotch has never been in State League One, the league above where we are now. Um, and we currently sit in second. Yep. We, last weekend we were down 1-0, we won 2-1, and then as we were coming off the ground, we found out that the team in second place had lost. And later that night, the team in third place um, conceded the 94th minute equaliser. So we finished last weekend Incredible. in second. Football is a funny game, <laughs> as they say. Never was, words been truer. I was sitting at Carlton, Melbourne on Saturday night with a few mates. Great game, go Dees. Saints fan, but like, <laughs> don't like Carlton. Um, <laughs> And just checking my phone for Peninsula Strikers' Facebook page to see if, <laughs> see if they'd conceded a goal to Heatherton late, and they had. So we sit in second now, and we play Mombolk at home on Sunday. And if we win, we go up to State League One, and the club's never been there, and it's just enormous. We actually got to training on Tuesday night, and the coach had put... So Mombolk aren't going well. They're yeah. last on the table, um, and they've had one win for the year. It yeah. came last week against Maccabi. And we got into the rooms on Tuesday night for training and the coach gave us a whole speech and there was posters all over the wall he printed out just saying, respect Mumbolk. Unbelievable. They just come off a win. We drew with them two all earlier in the year. So not getting complacent. Yeah. You've got to go out and do a job this weekend. Exactly. And it's funny, sometimes those last games, you know, it doesn't matter who the opponent is, whether they're first, last, mid-tier table, they're the hardest because it becomes a mental sort of mind game. Big time. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, they've got nothing to play for. They want to stuff you up. It's a big day for them too. Like, be exactly. There. It's, yeah. Exactly. Well, best of luck to Scotch this weekend and any uh, Scotch fans listening, uh, you've got the support of the pod this weekend. <laughs> Thank um, you. So moving, I guess, to, to the state system more generally for both of you, um, I think a good place to start, a question I had was, 
Where do you think um, that the standard of refereeing at the state level has gotten better or worse since you started within the system? Um, I would definitely say it's improved dramatically. Yeah. Um, I think the introduction of the MPL has been uh, mostly the reason why. Yeah. Uh, the referees department in football Victoria have invested a lot more into refereeing. Yeah. Um, and uh, realistically, the MPL is a semi-professional league. There yeah. are players getting paid in excess of fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Um, to just to play a game of football. Um, and that's not their full-time job. So they realize how big and how much investment there is in the MPL these days. Yeah. And so they, they know how important it is to have good quality referees. Referees reflect the quality of... Exactly. Because yeah. Yeah. we know how important a referee is to a match with regards to the way it flows, um, decisions made, and so on. So, um, I mean, I started refereeing 13 years ago, and obviously that was a junior level, but from my experience from when I started senior football to now in the MPL, there's without a doubt a huge improvement with the quality refereeing. And yeah. I think the reason for that is because of the amount of support and education and learning and uh, all that, that they are investing in now. Yeah. And that's, yeah, as I said, it's really important you get that right. Because it's, it's the foundation of the game is the man in the middle at the end of the day. Um, what do you think, JP? Oh, <laughs> Fair enough if you think otherwise. <laughs> I'm a player and I'm a, like a bit of a hothead and maybe it's a bit known about me that I'm not always as respectful as I should be to the man <laughs> in the middle. Maybe if Yoz ref me more often, I'd be more respectful. It's probably We're the opposite, me. let me do tell you. you. Do you have a technique? Like if, if Pinks has come up to you in the game and he's, he's absolutely blowing his head, is it... I mean, every... Is there an art to it? Like, Oh, there's definitely... There's definitely an art, but I think it's more it's more about your communication, your man management style, yeah. and being able to manage twenty two different personalities on the ground. Yeah. Um, because they're twenty two different individuals. Yeah. And the way you approach someone who's very uh, in a heated moment can be extremely different to another person who's also very heated. Yeah. Some will like to chat. Some won't want to say a word. Some you can laugh with. Some you have to be really stern with. So it's like you've got, it's it's an art in the sense that you need to know yeah. exactly who you're talking to and how to manage them. And I think that's probably one of the biggest skills I've learned that's been very very rewarding for me is um, man management communication um, with anyone and everyone. I yeah. I think for me I've kind of matured a bit and like I used to just crack it at refs but I've learned that as I should have learned earlier that just doesn't work and doesn't. I've just got about either leave it or just chat with them calmly as hard as it is yeah um, but one of my gripes with referees in state two it's probably better at the higher you go I'm sure it is but is so many of them can't even have a chat like and fair enough it's hard out there you're getting abused and um, you just want to be stern and whatever but Sometimes just like having a quick chat with the player and explaining the decision or explaining why he did something can help heaps. Um, that probably speaks to that communication piece. Yeah, that I, think just lacking, I think it lacks at the lower levels. Often. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's really interesting. I think that and that also what you were saying yours applies to everyday life as well. I mean, any sort Correct. of job you have, right? Communication, exactly. people skills, interpersonal skills, um, and yeah, as you said, when you're controlling the game, when you're controlling 
you're talking to different people, it's it's super important. Yeah. Um, another question I had for you guys is just on VAR. And I know this is extending into the world game. We'll, we'll come back down to a micro Can level, I ask but, a question? Yeah. Does, do a lot of people around the world call it VAR? VAR? I think or it's VAR? A, I think it's an us thing. I don't actually know. Because <laughs> I've never, I haven't even heard anyone else say VAR before apart from our friends. I think it's like very Australian. VAR is too long to say, so we'll make it So VAR. we've made it VAR, <laughs> definitely. I told you what I'll do. I'll post a poll on the, yeah, the great social media page. We'll I, find I, out. I'd love to know. Nice. That's Although a great point. I've never thought about that. Probably a bit of an echo chamber because it's mostly our mates listening to this. That's all that counts anyway. <laughs> but I will ask, um, where do you see VAR in its, in its place in the game broadly? You mean um, VAR? Well, VAR, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do want to call it. <laughs> Um, listen, I think... For a referee side and a player side, it'll be sure, interesting. Sure, um, You can see, obviously, in this day and age, every sport now, professional sport, has some form of technology in it. Yeah. Um, and I am very, very, very supportive of the VAR. I think its place in the game is crucial. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, billions of dollars are invested in the Premier League and football around the world, one dis- one wrong decision can cause a major upset in a championship, re- relegation, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, if you have this system in place that is there to help with the major key decisions mm. to make sure the game is fair in the end, then, I mean, it's ridiculous if you don't have it there. Yeah. Of course, the implementation of it is the most, I guess, subjective thing. Yeah. But as a whole, I think it's absolutely crucial. I, I totally agree. There's too much at stake to be getting things wrong that we have the power to get right. But yeah, yeah there's obviously a way to go with implementation. Sometimes it takes too long. Sometimes when you've scored a goal and you want to celebrate and you don't know if you can, that's one of my biggest issues with it. Um, that's, yeah, I guess the cost of, of getting things right or supposedly right. Yeah, but I don't think we can go part way. I don't think you can have the technology there and fix some things and then leave other things. Like, if you have it there and you're using it, you can't, like, let something slide that you could fix. You know yeah, I mean? and what would you say to the purists of the game who probably see it as, as ruining a bit of that atmosphere of, of you know, the ruining or lessening the theatre of, of the game? I, I empathise, but I think that's the way the world's going. And Yeah. In a way, it sort of adds theatre, doesn't it? Because, I mean, you have obviously these... It sucks when there's that protracted, you know, decision. How bad is it when and, they're drawing the shapes? Like, when yeah. you're watching the Prem and, like, Son's been played through and he's finished and they start drawing the lines on the screen, uh, like, to see if he's on. Like, it's, I understand that, like, it's it's like a mathematical question. It's, like, millimetres and it's, it's fact. Like, it's yes or no, but it just yeah. feels, like, ridiculous when you watch it. Yeah, it's um, and also a shout out to Jared Gillett as well. Um, I know what a legend. <laughs> what a legend. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> Jared Gillett, shout out to Jared Gillett. Friend of the pod. Friend um, of the pod. One day, hopefully, get I can get Jared Gillett on the pod. That would be unbelievable. He's a weapon. But um, that's amazing, isn't it? He started as an A League ref and just hard work and and put in his shift and put in the hours and his great, great performances and then gets noticed. And then, to be honest, I think the original reason why he went to England was because he was able to do go into a research project. Yeah. Like, I think, as a job as well. Um, and then, obviously, in addition to that, he's a bloody good referee. Yeah. And but is he, is he the man in the middle, or is he the yeah, VAR? Yeah, man middle. He was, for a while, I think, the VAR guy. 
Uh, he was doing that. He was doing both. Yeah. Okay, he yeah. only just got onto the Premier League's uh, list of officials last season. Yeah. So he was doing Premier League games last season. Um, and I am most pretty certain that he's on the middle again this year. Yeah. That's unbelievable. He's incredible. He's yeah. incredible. He's done, he's done so well. And it's amazing for, you know, young referees like yourself as well to, to look at sure. that and, you know, there actually is a pathway here. If you're good enough and if you put in hard work and dedication, yeah. you, can, you can get there as Absolutely. with any profession. Correct. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, coming back to the micro level, obviously you do see uh, more nasty bust-ups happen at lower levels of the game. Mm. <laughs> why, why do you think that happens and what have been some of the worst you guys have seen um, on the pitch? Uh, from my experience, the lower down you go, yeah. with regards to league, yeah. the worse it gets. Yeah. The more, pro- the, more, the more professional in a sense, I guess, the, more, the higher you go to the MPL, yeah. these guys, guys realise that there's something at stake, they're getting paid, they can't be idiots, um, they've got to perform, otherwise they're not going to play. Yeah. Um, so they're more, usually, more well behaved. However, when you go down State League 3, 4, 5, yeah. these guys, unfortunately, some of them are just going there to literally let out their frustration and steam. Stay mate. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. it's... And, yeah, that, that's, that side can get really dirty. Um, and you can obviously... You've obviously got, like, dangerous... Very dangerous tackles. Yeah. Which end up being an all-in brawl. And it's, it just gets messy. Particularly with the ethnic... Um, clubs or who are affiliated with with um, different yeah, ethnic communities around Melbourne. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, football can't separate football and politics, but it, it sort of just spills out. Always, always happens. Always. Is there anything that springs to mind? Oh. That's, that's sort of just quickly. That's the reason why the NSL was um, disbanded is because they're all affiliated. Because yeah. they're all it was all like mostly ethnic clubs, and then when they competed with each other, it was all out war. And that was that's why the A League is like is completely and utterly. There's no affiliation to any uh, yeah. ethnic backgrounds. It's all Australian, and because they know that the troubles that they can have with fans and riots and chaos with that. Is that a reason why they also don't want to introduce a national second division as well? Uh, I, between us, I'm pretty sure national second division will be in place in really? the next two or three years. Really, maximum. That's but, amazing. I've been working on it right now. I know that they were. Um, some of the candidates to be some of the teams in the national second division or even to form part of the A-League were like the South Melbournes of the world and the, you know, yeah. some of the, the bigger teams from Melbourne, Melbourne Knights and stuff. But that's the thing that... Um, they don't, don't want the part of that, yeah. So they don't want that background. Can I just say, we played in a cup game uh, against yeah. Melbourne Knights was it last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. And that was like such a small... like For them, it's a small game. For Scotch, it was enormous. But it was like a fourth or fifth round of the FA Cup at H.A. Smith. Scotch's ground. Get down there on Sunday at 3pm, by the way. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, the Knights fans, like, this is to come see them play in a fifth-round cup game against Old Scotch in State 2. Like, rock up with drums and Croatian flags, and it's, like, it's it's unreal. It's, like, it's It's incredible. And I think it's what the A-League lacks a bit, maybe, like, some of that passion, and it comes at the cost you guys were talking about. But, I don't know, maybe there's something in that. And I'll also touch on your other question about some of the worst stuff oh, yeah, I've seen. I, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I didn't chip into that conversation because I was just rolling through different things I've seen in my head. I've seen a couple of bad ones I've seen recently. Um, guy I play with called Piot, shout out Piot, um, just got head butted off the ball 
last year and just had stitches in his head, like just completely behind play. Bloke just turned around. It's actually assault. It's, it's just, just yeah. yeah if it happened on the street, it's an assault. Correct. They asked him if he wanted to press charge. He said no. He's a good man. Yeah. Um, and I've been bitten at my time at McCarthy. Oh my god. <laughs> um, literally like. In the ref's defence, it's impossible to see everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, this is miles away from the ball and just yeah. on the sideline. And the, I'm playing left wing and the right back's just bitten me on the back of the shoulder kind of. Yeah. I went up to the ref and I was like, he just bit me. I was like, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. And I literally pulled down my shirt and showed him like the teeth marks. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see it. I'll watch out. Like, it's not his fault. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Can't do much about that. Yeah. How do you, I was about to say, how do you handle that as a ref? It's like, the hardest thing in the world because unfortunately at the end of the day, sometimes you know something's happened. But you didn't see it. But you can't, yeah. you haven't seen it. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And if you don't see it, obviously you can't give anything. Yeah. Um, and especially obviously with, with if you have official assistants, um, system referees, linos, um, there, sometimes obviously they'll pick something up and they can help. Yeah. But again, majority of the time, players who do this mm. know they're going to get sent off for it so they're not going to do it in front of you yeah. unless they're absolute idiots yeah. <laughs> however majority aren't and you get them as well yeah of course, <laughs> of course. but like majority are going to do it behind the back where you can't see because yeah. they know they can get away with it um, but again it's, it's extremely difficult and pretty much as Bianca said the referee turns around and goes I haven't seen it I can't do anything I'm Nothing sorry do. Yeah. He, also, he also threatened to stab me in the car park after the game <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> That sounds about right. <laughs> Not even a little bit surprised. Yeah. And then after the game, yeah, yeah, it's all everyone shakes hands and goes home, and that's about it. It's crazy. It? It's just crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, we'll we'll wrap up the first part of the pub there about the state league system. Actually, I did have one more question about you guys. Um, where do you see the future of the state system sort of going um, in terms of refereeing and also, I guess for Scotch as well, Pinks. Maybe you just quickly, you guys can touch on that. Like. Do you see, and also personally, and interpret that in any way you want. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's definitely it's definitely positive. Uh, this is not like what I'm saying overall. It's definitely positive, and I think the state leagues and the NPL are just going to grow and get bigger and bigger with more juniors playing um, soccer. Yeah. I think it's, it's def- I think it's the number one sport played yeah. um, at a junior level in Australia, which is amazing c- considering eight or forty years out. Yeah, the biggest game here. Yeah, um, but. I think as a whole, the junior and the uh, the whole state leagues and NPL is just going to continue to grow and get bigger and better and more investment and bigger clubs and sponsorships and whatnot. Um, From a refereeing aspect, the past few years has been really tough for the refereeing department just since COVID um, because of we used to have 1,200 referees, active referees prior to COVID. There's now just over 600 referees. That's that's actually sad. It's, it is terrible. Yeah. It is absolutely terrible. So it's a resourcing issue. There are so many games around Victoria not being refereed because we don't have enough referees. And that will filter through to the game as well. Like on the player side, you know, exactly. if you don't have if you don't have referees who can play who can actually officiate games, you don't have games. If you don't have players playing games, then it affects the development of of kids and young adults and you know nationwide exactly exactly so that that's the biggest threat to i guess refereeing at the moment is that they're having big trouble retaining those referees yeah and they're doing as much work as possible right now to try and introduce more referees with courses yeah um and and again that pretty much starts at like at a 13, 14, 15 year old level. So I think mm. they're going out to schools and trying to do courses at schools, which is great. Yeah. But 
yeah, the biggest thing right now for Victoria, particularly with refereeing, is that we don't have enough referees. And yeah. that issue is not unique to soccer. It's maybe most prevalent in soccer because, as you said, it's the most played sport at junior level. But it happens in... Like, I used to umpire footy when I was a teenager yeah. for, like, only a month or two. But, like, um, it's just so hard. They don't have enough umpires. And, like, I think yeah. a big part of it is because of the abuse that... Correct. It's a massive part. That's, imagine, imagine being a 13, 14, 15-year-old going out to do a under-10s, under-11s football game. Oh. No, I don't have to imagine. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and um, and you go and you, you go on the park and you're just doing your job, you're doing your best, you're running around like a lunatic, doing some decisions, and you might make a couple ones incorrect or someone doesn't agree with it, and you get absolutely annihilated by... Parents. Parents, yeah. coaches, whatever it is. Yeah. And how, how, why on earth would that kid want to come back and do that again if it's happening every week? Yeah. And that's the biggest issue. There's been the, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's the biggest, like now respect, like obviously, for example, AFL completely got rid of dissent. Yeah. Because right? they want that to trend, obviously come down all the Very way down to, um, to community footy. Yeah. Which I completely understand. I think it's fantastic. Um, but there's, a, I think particularly in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, um, there's a massive issue with respect of referees, the way they're treated. Um, yeah. And, um, I, and unfortunately, you just can't see that changing unless something crazy is put in place. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we agree with that. Um, interesting. So we'll move to uh, the next part of the pod, which is the Prem. Um, we'll, we'll close the book on refereeing. We could sit here and talk for hours, I'm sure, about hours. it. Hours. Um, uh, there is a lot to cover. We'll do, we'll see how much time, how we go with time, I should say, um, and whether we do all the games. We'll start with Spurs 2, Chelsea 2. I know Pinks might have a couple of things today. What was your assessment of the game? Um, just, look, first of all, a bit disappointing that I thought we were outplayed. Like, Chelsea yep. had more of the ball, more chances, but just awesome to come away from the bridge with a point and... Um, the record there is... Very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. I'll come to that. A record there is abysmal. Um, but yeah, it's, I thought we showed character and ticker to score two there and come away with a point. Yeah. And fair play. That's probably a reflection on us that at, you know we had a lead twice yeah. and didn't close the game out. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Um, what did you guys think? I mean, there was only one <laughs> thing to really speak about after the game. Obviously, Kane scored a dramatic late equaliser. That really wasn't you know the craziest thing to happen in that game. Tuchel and... Conte, what what was your take on the handshake? I think everyone's probably now has probably seen the incident. Well, it's a bit, even before the handshake, yeah. after the equaliser, yeah. Yeah. Conte going up to the technical area of Chelsea and giving it to him, yeah, which was um, which I think was a pretty immature. Yeah. Um, there must if there's something prior to that, then maybe there was. But yeah. going up and doing that, you're already just causing causing havoc. Yeah. And then obviously everyone's seeing the handshake at the end where um, he. From my understanding, Tuchel continued to hold his hand yeah, after yeah. because Conte like... didn't because um, uh, Conte didn't look at him. Yeah, um, and that's the reason why he held on, and that obviously calls in the all in. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an odd one. Do you think you're obligated to look someone in the eye when you're ha- giving a handshake? No, not like. If a real handshake. Problem, yeah, of course. A real like... handshake is you look into the person. Fine, face. but the response was disproportionate from Tuchel. I thought like can be not happy about it and think that's pathetic from Conte, but don't fucking... Sorry. Right, you can <laughs> swear <laughs> <in the past. laughs> Don't bloody grab his hand and hold it there. Like, 
Just think, oh, that was shit from him. I'm yeah. happy about it. You don't need to cause a, a melee. And you, I'll take my bias by Spurs hat off for a second and say that it was probably all started by Conte after Spurs' first equaliser running up to... Talk, yeah. as you said and getting right in his face probably a bit unnecessary although I absolutely loved it <laughs> and in equal measure I loved yeah, yeah, Tuchel yeah. Yeah. sprinting up the touchline it reminds me of um, Adebayor when he yeah. scored <laughs> it was a bit like sprinting that. to the other end of the pitch Amazing. and just it was Amazing. <laughs> and he's awesome. so lanky as well he just looks hilarious I haven't actually seen it apparently Conte posted on Instagram or Twitter or something afterwards saying that he didn't see Tuchel sprinting up the line if he had he would have tripped him <laughs> <laughs> I would have done this I would have done this That's so, so funny there's only two people in the world that will truly know what happened, and that is Conte and Tuchel, yeah. because yeah. It, a lot yeah. can be said in a yeah. handshake, yeah. and a lot can also not be said in a handshake. I listened to, I listened to them, um, I listened to their post-match interviews, yeah. and Tuchel was just complaining about how Conte didn't look at him in the eye, and that's a really yeah. nice handshake, and I wanted, I wanted to, to stamp that out, and Conte just kept on refusing to answer any questions <laughs> about it. As you would, I'd do the same thing. One other thing I want to talk about, Cucurella's hair, how he was pulled by Romero. Terrible. Terrible. I didn't see, and that's one where I look at VAR and I'm like... They can't intervene with that. Really? Because that that, that came from a set piece. Yeah. And then the result of that set piece was another corner. Yeah. The The only reason why VAR comes in is if it's a goal, penalty, um... But can't they look at mistaken identity or violent violent conduct? That's not violent conduct. Okay. Pulling hair is not classified as violent conduct. In my opinion, that case there is not violent conduct. It can be. If it's really aggressive, I wouldn't say that's violent conduct. Yeah. What happens if he does it in front of the ref? Like, and and the ref sees it. Like, nothing, play on sort of thing. Like... No, it's a foul. Yeah. No, no, it's definitely a foul. Yeah. Without a doubt. You could could argue that he's holding onto his shirt, just his hair. It's holding the opponent. Yeah. Right? Um, But... You, yeah, unfortunately, VR can't step in because um, there's four things for VR to step in and none of those um, fit in. Of course, that resulted corner. Yeah. They score a goal. So that's why, obviously, everyone's extremely upset. And also, I'm not sure if you guys saw the first goal for yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also a bit of um, discussion about I the offside. I got things to say about that. As well. Offside? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's, the, there, fuck, there's so much. There's that, but there's also the possible foul and habits and the build-up, which I've got a lot to say about. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. So I'll, I'll go to that, and then you can talk about the offside. But in the build-up, I think it's um, Bentancourt tackles Havertz. Yeah. We probably won't agree about whether it's a foul or not a foul. <laughs> I don't sure. think we're going to have sure time you, to cover that on the podcast. I'm sure you think it's a foul. I thought he got the, the tiny slither of the ball, sliver of the ball, and I thought yeah. it wasn't a foul. Um, but either way, it's 44 seconds, and like there's breaks in play, and it's it's a different phase. It, it, it can't be called back for that foul. Chelsea's taken possession. There's been three Chelsea players touch the ball and pass yeah. it around before Jorginho turns it over in your box. Like, so I even actually if agree it was, with that. I yeah, okay, cool. Great. I'm interested in yours' take on the offside shout for Hoybeer. Oh, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. Like, I think it's pretty clear that... Um, was it Richarlison? Richarlison, yeah. Richarlison was in an offside position when it was shot at goal. Um, he was definitely near the ball. He didn't make an attempt to play the ball. He actually, I think, maybe probably slightly moved away from the ball. However, the biggest discussion is that he was most likely in the line of the goalkeeper's vision. Yeah. Um, which can have an effect on... Uh, or that that's that's, inter- that's interfering with play. Yeah. So um, I'm sure they looked at it, and obviously we're fine with it. Um, 
I think because the shots only going one way and the keeper already saw it, I don't think like interrupted his vision, if that makes sense, of him standing right in front of him. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I agree. I sort of agree with the decision because if they, yeah, in my opinion, he didn't interfere with the goalkeeper's line of vision. Yeah. If, if they call that back, how many goals are coming back? Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's a tough one. Um, I do agree with the decision overall. Anyway, great game. Um, good for the Prem, I think we can all agree. Absolutely. Um, the drama, the entertainment. It's we, awesome. need, we need that passion back. Agree, that, 100%. That passion is important. Especially when Man U and Arsenal are down. Like. Yeah, well, Arsenal will get them. It's actually a good segue, but Arsenal, I don't think, are down at all right now. Arsenal are not down so, at all. They great. Arsenal for lesser two. Yeah, they were great. Gabriel, his, he, he's, he's really the only one. Storyline. He could be top goal scorer this year behind yeah. um, Harland, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Harland yeah. hopefully doesn't. doesn't. I hate that guy, but still. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think um, he is in for a huge season. It just feels a bit different with Arsenal. Like yeah. it's a bit, and it's frustrating, obviously, as you know, United, yeah, Spurs, and Chelsea fans. But it does. Their football looks great. Yeah. It, and it's really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And it was just, you know, and the old Arsenal. You know they're they're drawing that game. That's a that's a classic Arsenal game to drop points. At who home. did who did they beat in Leicester. week one? I oh, in week one, they beat Crystal Palace. Yeah, I think everyone needs to relax. Yeah, they made great signings. I think Zinchenko is a brilliant signing, and I think Jesus is also a brilliant signing. Yeah. But I just think everyone keep a lid on things. I'm not. It's, of course, it's still you. early. It's still early, but they yeah. look good. They, they look, look really good. They're scoring four, goal, four goals against Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two less start for a second. I'm actually a bit worried about them, to be honest, because I recently found out that they, they're the only team in the Premier this season that didn't, didn't bring anyone, didn't yeah, make a single crazy, signing, right? And um, you look now at their team, and they've got, like, Fafana, who apparently is rumoured to go to Chelsea for, like, £70 million with offers, something stupid. Um, Madison, maybe Tillemans is the only one that has any real currency, but Vardy's 35. Casper mm. uh, Schmeichel's just left, one of their symbolic sort of... He was one of the last ones remaining from that title, sort of that incredible title win. But I think they're in some trouble this season. I don't know. I've got a lot of respect for them, but what was their result first round? Do we remember? Uh, they drew two all, I think, with Southampton, and okay. but they let a two goal lead slip. I also so, reckon Southampton are rubbish. Spurs beat them. Yeah, exactly. I just think they look terrible. I watched that whole game. So yeah, read into that what you will. Arsenal will probably expect it to win that game, but I think Leicester are in a bit of trouble this season. Mm. Um, Seems like it. Yeah. Um, Moving on, City four, born with zero. Mm. Oh, that, just that, like that football <laughs> team scares me. Yeah, shock. Like, shock with City being born with four nil. It is petrifying what they get up to on the field. Yeah, yeah, they just it's honestly so scary. They were already scoring so many goals without a number nine, and then I think you've already talked about this in the pod. I don't want to bore your listeners, but like they just have a whole new dimension with Haaland getting in behind. And yeah. Like, yeah, because they, they were scoring so many goals without ever getting a forward right in behind the defence playing three yeah. balls, and now they just have that to their game as well. He actually didn't have such a good game, though, on the way. He didn't, he yeah. didn't, but he's still involved, and he That's still makes exactly. such an impact, because like the, the defenders are petrified of him. Yeah. So like all the attention is there, and then you've got, oh, Kevin De Bruyne on the ground, <laughs> yeah. who's just going to be a wonder kid. How good score. was that goal? I mean, that goal was, was like, just a thing on, of beauty, like, wasn't it? Oh, God, it's just Kevin, beautiful to watch. KDB... Is a joy to watch, a pleasure. Absolutely, I, I love watching yeah. him play. He's just class. You wouldn't want anyone else having to pick you out of the back stick. Like yeah. literally, just he'll he'll hit you ten times out of ten. Oh mate, he's he's special super, special talent. There actually isn't much more to say about that game. It was regulation, <laughs> got the job done. I think Correct. we can move on. Correct. Um, we'll move to United next. Uh, oh, you knew it was coming. Oh, I warned oh, you. No. 
I want you. I'd rather cunning. not talk, and you guys can discuss. Yes, I, I, I actually do want to know what you think about. It's shambolical. Yeah, it's a shit show. Yeah, it's an absolute shit show at Manchester United at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's extremely upsetting. It's extremely sad. The the change in the club, you can tell within the team that something is not right, and there's yeah. no there's no there's no collaboration. There's no. It seems like everyone just doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when your best goalkeeper is making two crucial mistakes like that, mm. I mean, it's, like, what are you meant to do? I, I, I don't know what the solution it's is. It's like, there are actually too many problems to even. They're so, I think that they're playing, they're so devoid of confidence and belief. And it shows yeah. like, no one wants to take a risk with the ball. Everyone's just, everyone's gone into like self-preservation mode and like trying not to make the one that make a mistake that costs a goal and there's no like um, ability or desire to gel as a team because of that I think they need a clear out is what they need um, they need to start fresh it's, it's yeah it's it's petrifying it's and like that, it's round two yeah. we're, we're bottom of the ladder I don't, remember, the other, I don't remember I don't remember the last time actually I'd love to research that when the last time Manchester United was at the bottom of the ladder so I mean, is Liverpool this week at Anfield or Old Trafford? Uh, it's at Anfield, I'm pretty sure. That's a difficult game. <laughs> yeah, really good. It's uh, the other on the other hand as well. It's only two games in. It's right? only two and, games in. You know, but I'm sorry, to them. Yeah, and you obviously you look at the way they're playing, and you are concerned. Um, Brighton and Brentford. Brighton are a good side. Brighton, I understand. Old Trafford. Granted, should be Brighton, going Old Trafford, Brentford. Yeah, you're conceding four goals in 35 minutes. Yeah, there is something very, very wrong. What do you guys think? is the pass mark for United this season after two games. Great Honestly, survival in the Premier League. <laughs> uh, seriously though, is it... If, no, do you think, guys, do you think no. the goalpost is still top four? It's still... It's only two games. It's, it is only two yeah. games. I don't think... No, I don't think we, we have the ability to make top four if we've got teams like City. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea. Yeah. I think Arsenal are going to be competing for top four the way it looks like. Tottenham as well, potentially. Um, Liverpool. But I haven't even mentioned Liverpool. Yeah. Like, that's already... Like, I, I can't see us making top four, maybe. I don't even think we'll make top six. Yeah. I think... Oh, look, I, I think the, the goal still has to be top four. Um, I don't think you're going to get it either. Yeah. But, um, and what's I, a pass mark? Pass mark, I reckon, is... That's a top maybe six. It's, maybe it's not... I reckon a, top six is pass mark, yeah. given where they were last year and how they've started this year. I think if you'd asked me two weeks ago before the start of the season, pass yeah. mark would have been fourth. Yeah, it might not actually even be a ladder position, to be honest. If I'm a United fan, if I'm sitting in the boardroom, I'm saying, let's forget about where we finish this season. Mm. Let's focus on the system and the style and our play. And I think they were. I think in that Brentford game, they were, and it led to the, one of the goals where they're trying to play out from the back and it's just not on. Bizarre. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it was, yeah. had Eric Ten Hag written all over it. Like, I like that he's trying to stamp his brand on the mm. club. But... Maybe that'll take time and they'll learn when to do it and when not to do it. But I don't know. Part of me was like, at least they're trying to implement a philosophy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you've got to give him time, obviously. He's a new manager, so he'll, yeah. he'll be given time. Um, you, you hope. You it's, hope. It's the transfers. They've got the same team as, as the end of last season, effectively. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Um, so it's a tough one. But, but don't worry, Elon Musk, please <laughs> say, say that he's going to buy us. So. Awesome. <laughs> he'll come in. Sign. 
He'll like bring back Nani and like he'll like deliver every once. Honestly, it might be good for the team, like to have this eccentric billionaire literally. Nani's now, now living down in Param, <laughs> playing for Melbourne Victory. Literally, yeah, and he'd bring him back and put him in the signing event. Like, <laughs> oh, that'd again. be funny. Imagine Nani going back from Melbourne Victory back to United. Um, yeah, not much more to say other uh, than well, shit. I'd rather just stop there anyway. <laughs> and yeah, well, I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. But <laughs> another game that I thought was really interesting was Forest won West Ham nil. Loved watching that. Can I, yeah, yeah. Can I say, watching I, that. I usually don't watch the Sunday night game that starts at 11. I watch the first half and go to sleep because I need my sleep for words. <laughs> <laughs> that game, I could not turn off. I was absolutely loving. I always love seeing a new club in the Prem and like their first game back and the atmosphere is always electric. But I thought Nottingham Forest just brought such a great energy and like fight and awesome yeah. game. They also conceded a lot of chances as well though. They, uh, you know, and the, Rice missed the penalty. Yeah, huge. Um, ben Rama hit the bar. Yeah. They had another disallowed goal, I think as well. Yeah. So you have to wonder what, you know, against the, you know, the better teams, how they're going to fare. But uh, they're but just watching that. Credit to them. It was a great game. Awesome. It was a great game. It was, it was so, yeah. so nice. And the Forest watch. fans, 23 years out of, out Special. of the league and then just turning up. It's so cool. So good. So De- Declan Rice apologised to the fans after the game for missing the penalty. I thought that was a bit much. Uh, uh, you know, if you want to apologise to the fans, it's the second game of the season. If you miss a penalty... Was it a you, tweet or Instagram? Or uh, yeah, he, he, I think he tweeted, right? I think that's a bit ridiculous. It is. Like, like, it's not... Yeah. As in, like, okay, apologise, but, like... It's not me. You're a footballer. I'm exactly, sorry. Like, yeah. you can apologise for... It wasn't even... Doing something it else. It wasn't even right? a terrible pen. Like was like what was an okay pen it was saved, yeah. yeah. But like it's certainly not worth an apology. But good on him. Like yeah. I don't have a problem with it. It wasn't necessary though. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. De Gea also apologized by the way. He, <laughs> he, he had a reason, <laughs> but he bloody needed to. I'm sorry. He like, actually that guy... credit to De Gea. Fronted up to the media. He wanted to do the press conference after the game. I thought it was impressive. Yeah. He yeah. Really was quite yeah. gutted actually. He had to say something. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't put in that. You can't escape that. I'm and, sorry. Yeah. You can't escape that. Couldn't yeah. agree with you more. But. Cracking game. Um, Forest look great. West Ham will be good as well, I think, this season. Um, mm. They've they've sort of been there and about for a while now. They'll be there and about. West again, Ham is one of my favourites to watch as well. Yeah. Uh, they have so many players I love watching. I love the way Antonio plays. I think Bowen's so fun. Great season. Ben Rama yeah. has silky skills. Yeah. Fun silky to watch. hair as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That is blinded, literally, when I look at the <laughs> yes. screen. Um, probably the last game to talk about was Liverpool 1, Palace 1. Um... I think we can all agree, and in particular, the referees are straight red. And the podcast, the podcast, yeah, <laughs> the I, podcast name. <laughs> I saw the incident. I was like, "Come on!" Like, <laughs> literally, like textbook as day. If someone tells me that's bullocks or that's soft, I don't give a crap what you say. That is so <laughs> damn right. Down and you know what's funny as well? I'm pretty sure I read as well today that he will miss an automatic three matches. Yeah. For violent conduct. Wow. And then if they deem any more than that, they potentially might um, add spend more. more, but it's a minimum of three. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think I may have called it soft in a WhatsApp group we're all in. You certainly did. <laughs> and I think that's why, why Yoss has come out and said that. I, I want to clarify that soft was maybe the wrong word to use. It, it was so stupid by him and he yeah. puts himself in a position where the referee has no choice. I just thought that maybe the player he headbutted um, exaggerated contact slightly, but it's still a red card, even if he did. Yeah. Um, 
Imagine, yeah. imagine a head to your chin. Yeah, I'm, oh, painful. I you've, you've been bitten before. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, um, for sure. It's, it's just like and it's, it's so, so clear. clear. It's it's, it's so terrible. Even if but even if the contact's light, it's such a terrible look, and it's it's, yeah. it's shocking. So it was. I I read it. It was it was Nunez's welcome to the prem moment because he. I think the whole game basically he was being just antagonized by yeah. the whole Palace team. They went out. They had a mission, right? Yeah. And he took the bait. So. Yeah. He'll learn from that. Um, he's going to be targeted when you're coming in as an $80 million uh, or £80 million pound signing. You're going to be targeted like that. So he'll learn from that. But, the um, result itself is fantastic, yeah, though. I mean, he also, to see. he also issued an apology, by the way. Did he? The game. Yeah, he tweeted one, but he probably should. That, yeah. that, sorry, that deserves a yeah, apology. Agree. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. That's something stupid. You screwed up. Yeah. You deserve to apologize to your fans for yeah. being an absolute moron and yeah. potentially costing them the game. Yeah. And your teammates. like Yeah. And, and as we talked about before, so much rise on every game if you do something like that. Particularly when you're Liverpool, you know, yeah, exactly. and you're competing, and it, don't, it may only be a handful yeah. of games. Yeah, yeah. We, know, we know what's happened the past couple of seasons, yeah. right? City are going to kill you. Well, City <laughs> aren't, aren't going to drop points. Yeah. So if you drop points in two, the first two rounds against Crystal Palace and um, Fulham, it's Fulham, Fulham it's already right? enough. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, you've already dropped four points. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. City aren't drop. When is City going to drop points? Yeah. Unless all of a sudden there's a huge problem with their injuries or yeah. whatever. They only play Spurs away once. Like. That's just, yeah, good one. Their yeah. depth is just... They've literally got like 15, 16 starting players. Yeah. That's crazy. When, when are they going to drop points? Well, with the World Cup this season, if, I'm well, thinking that injuries... Yeah. Injuries. injuries, of course. If there is going to be a season where there is going to be this disruption, where there's going to be injuries, <clears> players are going to... Um, maybe they might have one eye or mentally be preparing for the World Cup and they come back and they're fatigued and they've been playing, you know, a bunch of extra games. And the whole just, you know, flying to Qatar across the other side of the world and being in that, that camp, team camp sort of environment yeah. training, you don't know what's going to happen. But I agree, it can only be a handful of games. So yeah. what a screamer as well by Diaz. Yeah. Oh my God. Awesome. He's it, a great player. He's fun yeah. to watch as well. He's, He's absolutely yeah. lightning quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that. I also love his passion. Like, yeah. He really said, "Come with me, boys, and put the team on his back." They're yeah. Down, down one nil, ten men. He said, "I'll, I'll take on four players and score yeah. a goal for you." Do you, so good. do you read too much into that result, or is it the case of they had a man down and move um, on? Um, listen, it's not great. Yeah, like it's, it's, it, those are points that they shouldn't be dropping. Remind yeah. me who they play. Palace. Palace. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the game, um, but. They were down one nil even before the red card. Yeah. In the fifty seventh minute. What a goal, by the way, by Zaha. Yeah. Forgot about that. Cracker. Yeah, he's a jet. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. But you'd have to, yeah. You, you don't. We have to see, honestly, just wait, and see what happens it's in the next few weeks. Season. As you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a few times. bloody long season. That's right. Absolutely. Are there still thirty eight games even with the Premier League break? Yeah. There so is. they started earlier and they'll finish later. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, that's why also they have a drinks break because this is the earliest in the season they've ever started. It's oh, obviously the there. peak of English summer. Well, not True. the peak, but that's why they're having yeah, they're um, going water nuts breaks. About, they're going nuts about that. the heat and it was like 29 or something. Like, yeah. nice day. Yeah. Come <laughs> exactly. play here, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's why United <laughs> lost 4-0. It's because yeah, it was pre-season. too hot. <laughs> yeah. Do a pre-season in Melbourne out at Knox on the synthetic and tell me that's hot. <laughs> exactly. That's all they need. Jesus Christ. Um, Lads, I think uh, that's all we have time for today. Oh, but um, So we'll wrap it up there. But thank you both very much for coming on the pod once again. And if you're still listening, thank you again for, for listening and, and your support. It does mean a lot. Um, please uh, comment. I'm going to post this on the socials afterwards. If you disagree with anything we say, please do comment. But as always, your support is appreciated. 
and we'll hopefully see you back this time next week. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. That was a joy. Loved it. Pleasure. See you, lads. See you, everyone. Bye.